7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Because this is the reality of the way that sports contracts work, basically. Our contract is not with the PSL. Our contract is with Supersport. So the only people that can actually address the situation are Supersport, not the PSL. PSL the PSL have actually assigned them. The Supersport have paid the PSL for all the, right, the rights to the, the whole league completely. Um, so they have the rights, and we then sub-license those rights, um, PSL rights from Supersport. We don't get any rights. The only rights we get from the PSL are for radio broadcast. So the radio broadcast rights are directly between us and the PSL. But the television broadcasts are a deal between SABC and Supersport. So we pay Supersport um, an enormous amount of money, and then they give us the games which they feel that, 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 that that's worth, basically. And that's what we um, have to live with. Basically, well, the last season because it was part of a, it was a hangover from the previous deal, basically. So they did they were a little bit more generous in, in what they offered us. And we had 66 games uh, last season, but uh, going forward from here on, so starting this season, that now the number of games that are being given to us by SuperSport are 46 games. It's a huge concern, but I mean, you know, what, what, there's nothing that, that we, we can do. As I said, we're already uh, paying, a, you know what I mean, a, a hell of an amount, you know, a, re, a really, uh, you know, a, a very, very high fee for these rights as it is. I mean, I know people want to talk about the, the Bundesliga and think, wow, you got the Bundesliga, but if I had a, honestly, if I had to really tell, explain to people, people don't really understood the comparison in terms of what I get for the Bundesliga in terms of the matches, number of matches, and the, the, the way that I can choose the games that I can broadcast and what I pay for that is com- on a comparative scale. It's not even on the same, they're not even on the same playing field, basically. It's a, it's a different, two different universes completely. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On uh, with me, Tabiso Musia, Katleko Mudiba, and Timothy, producing the show. Sylvester Kumani pressing the buttons in technical. That clip we've opened with is SABC Sports General Manager, Mr. Gary Rathbone, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, just uh, explaining to us uh, the arrangement or the deal that they have regarding the PSL matches. Of course, we do know uh, that uh, Multi-Choice or Supersport is the rights owner there, and then the SABC has to lease rights from them and uh, Gary told us that uh, they choose which games to show to the SABC and that they pay so much less for Bundesliga than they have to for local football and this is part of our discussions that we've been having um, over the past few weeks about sports broadcasting rights especially this PSL and um, this multi-choice broadcast deal we did invite both multi-choice and PSL to the show they've both declined still not able to speak to us and give us clarity about this deal Uh, but uh, the show does go on and um, after we heard from the SABC we've also heard from Media Monitoring Africa's Mr. William Baird who called this partnership a monopoly while well, last week the competition commission seemed surprised by some of the points that we highlighted to them regarding this deal, saying that the um, the fact that multi-choice and not the PSL deals directly with the SABC was not part of the original deal, and they were not aware that things have changed. So tonight we're going to speak to ICASA because we're continuing these discussions. ICASA is the regulatory body uh, that held those public hearings last year in May, executing its mandate of ensuring that South Africans have access to a wide range of national sporting events and a few 
days ago, Wikasa published the second draft of the Sports Broadcast Service Amendment Regulation. So they will tell us where we are at the moment from those public hearings that were held in May last year, uh, what has happened since then and what is uh, going to happen or what is happening uh, right now. And when we have Wikasa, we're going to have to speak in general about sports broadcasting rights. So it's not specifically focused on this PSL and multi-choice uh, deal that we've been discussing over the past few weeks, but this is about sports broadcast rights in general. You might remember that last year, a couple of times, a number of times on the show, we had Ikasa, we even attended uh, those hearings there in uh, Pretoria. So we'll get an update then from Ikasa tonight on the show. And if you have any questions, any comments, if, you, if you've been wondering why they've gone quiet since then, then you can send them to this uh, WhatsApp number for voice notes, which is 061-4104-107. You can also SMS us to 41391 or call us directly on 011-714-2006. But up next, we're going to speak to Ikasa just to find out where we are at the moment. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And we've got on the line Councillor Palisakadi, who is the chairperson of the Sports Broadcasting Services Regulations. Palisa, good evening. Thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Travisa, and to the listeners. Thank you. I did mention when we started the show that you've now published a second draft. What does this mean? Yes. Uh, this means that it's the second bite that our um a sports loving nation can 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 have a view a perspective in terms of how sports broadcasting should be it's giving them an additional uh tune in terms of the processes we have worked on if you remember last time we had proposed um in the first draft three groups um of 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 sporting events uh, in this one, in particular, we have combined some of them, and some were excluded based on the inputs that were made. Mm. So, how different is this from the from the public hearings that were held last year in May? Yes, it's almost the same process. Um, uh, the public, um, after going through the second draft, are invited to also take part into making submissions. Uh, to confirm or put emphasis on the sports, um, uh, national sports that they have an interest in. So this means that we can go through as far as having public hearings once more so that we hear their views. But what is key is for the public to make submissions, uh, formal written submissions, and indicate uh, whether they would want to come through and present them themselves or they can remain as official written submissions, uh, which is their right, of course. So this is how we're going to continue the process. But this also takes into account um, that uh, there will not be repeat submissions. So whatever is commented on should be based on the current draft, which contains uh, uh, particular changes. And how much time do people have to make these submissions? It's until the 15th of December, um, so um, they can start um, from now um, as per the published and gazetted draft, uh, making those inputs. They can even call uh, when there are queries uh, so that we can follow through. 
And then on that note, um, after last year's public hearings, what did you make of the response? Did people make their submissions? Were you happy with uh, with people participating or was there not enough participation? There was overwhelming um, participation and submissions. We had about 39 submissions, as mm. said before, uh, especially from also your international bodies. We had FIFA, we had CAP, we had International Cricket Council. At home, I mean, we also had the Rugby World Cup uh, Limited. At home, we had the PSL and, and your hockey and netball. So everyone took part, and we even had a grade 11 learner from Pretoria Boys High School who made um, their submission in terms of how they see broadcasting. Uh, we even went further to ask um, uh, federations and some broadcasters for additional information, which they provided to us. And 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 that, then that is when we analyzed um, what we had at our disposal and came to this current draft. And just to be clear, this current draft then has taken into account what happened or what was said or what was submitted in the hearings last year. Yes, it's taken into account the inputs and submissions uh, that were made. Um, for 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 instance, uh, we've made several assessments in terms of where federations are and also where the um, uh, the broadcasters are. And this environment is changing with many, many, many issues at, at, at large. But what we've added in the current um, draft is, is TAFISA, uh, which is in, in, in the, it's listed in, in the draft. TAFISA is the Association for International Sports for All. This is the component that includes indigenous games, mm-hmm. and which is something in South Africa we have not looked at at large. It was a by-the-way event. But when you look at it so far, social cohesion is concerned into sports development and other components of, 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 of growth of our nation. It's one area we have not managed to look into and give it the coverage it deserves. So that is one inclusion. There's also Netball South Africa. Netball is played by many South Africans, and it is not a a highly costly um, sport. But for schools and for development purposes, we've found that uh, netball is one of those that require that. And the third element is is our alternative dispute resolution uh, clause, which we have added to take care of the perceived misunderstandings that are there as long as they do not contain commercial agreements. Who pays who for what? Then we are fine. But what is required here is that we receive and we provide a process where, um, you know, uh, conflicting parties can find a way of resolving the matter with the regulator uh, as, as a mediator. Okay, loud and clear there. And then, uh, Councillor, there's a statement that was released by ICASA where ICASA says you've, uh, you've observed a trend that national sports events are mostly on subscription TV services. Is it safe to say that's one of the biggest concerns for you? Yes, yes, it, it, it is. And we one could not look the other way as, as the authority um, this is from Statistics South Africa, a 2018 report uh, referring to South Africa's youth and, and, and television households. So it, it's quite recent, and it shows this disparity. 
And now when we made that observation, we, we, we said that then the programs on free-to-air with almost 82% um, of, of viewership or penetration by South Africans uh, having first-hand access to that content, be it sports or anything, then it requires that we look into that. Because if we do not have sports uh, in our content or in, in our free-to-air, where and how will an ordinary South African view national sports in particular, sports that represent their name as, as the South African nation? So we thought and looked into that uh, with so much emphasis in terms of the numbers. I guess the Rugby World Cup would, last year would be a perfect example um, since there was only one game shown on the public broadcaster on free-to-air, which was the final. Definitely. It, so you know, when that one, when, when that occurrence, um, the Rugby World Cup um, happened, the final in particular, happened with um, our, our subscription uh, multi-choice and our free to air SAPC, they came into one table and managed to 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 provide this coverage for South Africans, and we are thankful for that uh, because we would not have known or saw as being part of a winning nation through rugby, of course. So South Africans were really given um, the best shot uh, and the best view by by, by our SAPC and multi-choice. And that happened without these regulations, without us, in, you know, being part of invoking any law or act. So some of these things do happen and can happen as long as there's a mutual understanding between uh, the parties concerned. And it was such a great moment for South Africa and a great move from the two parties to consider South Africa first. But ideally, as a CASA and with your mandate, you would like more games to have been accessible to to most South Africans since you're saying that they make up about 82% of the TV audience, those that are on on free-to-air. Yes, that's a call we are making and and seeking a very balanced uh, model into looking at sustainability elements. Uh, remember, this is a, a money game as well. Yeah. Uh, it looks into uh, deals. It looks into shareholders and, and many other prospects for many people. So those considerations are taken into account. And we say that with the mandate of public interest, as the regulator, we need to look into that and we need to uh, to affirm South Africans in terms of access to national sports. And out of interest, how many people in South Africa can afford subscription TV services? It's 12%, um, which is, sure. um, I think, less, almost 4 million, 5 million, uh, and, 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 and the rest of South Africans. Um, which is quite a huge number, uh, refer to SABC as the first point of all for content, from news to sports. Mm. And this means that if there's exclusivity in broadcasting of sports, uh, then we are denying South Africans, um, you know, the, the broadcasting of sports, and we are denying them access. Okay, let's just go to one or two voice notes that we've received before we, uh, um, well, 
with uh, for our guest, our councillor Palisa Kari, who's the chairperson of the Sports Broadcasting Services Regulations. Uh, good evening, um, uh, Tabison. Good evening to your guest. You know, the dominance of the pay TV uh, multi-choice is, to me, not acceptable. You know, every sport right in this country is held by multi-choice. So, and this thing of a free-to-air broadcaster having to go to, go to a pay TV broadcaster, you know, to acquire rights... You know, why can't, you know, sport federations have separate rights for pay TV and free-to-air rights? Maybe um, you can, uh, I can ask that question to the councillor. They say on, uh, uh, on, on the free-to-air broadcaster, the SABC, having to go to the uh, to Supersport, you know, to acquire rights, uh, isn't supposed to be a federation where you have separate rights for pay TV and separate that for free-to-air. We discuss it separately. You don't say the free-to-air broadcaster must go to the pay TV broadcaster to discuss those rights. Thank you very much, uh, Tabiso. It's Libra here. Thank you. It's unacceptable. Really unacceptable. I, th- I think, member, we, 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 we cry about this thing every day. Uh, let's be honest. SABC once had those rights, and they, I, they used to abuse Supersport. I remember we were watching bad games on Wednesdays on Supersport. But now, because the tables have turned, they're crying foul. There's no foul here. They must just find money, pay for the games, and then take it from there. That's it. That's business. It's got nothing to do with them. Okay. Mixed views here, interestingly, from our WhatsApp councillor. Maybe let's start with, with, the le- with the last voice note who, who says that it's money. And I think you've already touched on this because as much as you want to make the national sporting events accessible to uh, most South Africans, but how do you find the balance then between the subscription TV services who will say, but they need these deals for, for financial sustainability, like you said? It's... I, I hear the, the, the caller is, is talking about abuse, which is, I think it's not a really a fair word to, to, to use. Mm. But w- what is important uh, for us is to understand where the broadcaster is, uh, both the free uh, to air and the subscription. Remember that for these sporting bodies uh, to, to thrive, they require to make financial decisions, and these are made through the sports rights. And when one buys a particular um, uh, match and, and so on, there are financial implications for those federations. So it is, it is a difficult one, but we have observed this by asking the relevant parties to submit, uh, show us where they stand um, financially so that we can be able to assess the impact should we have a free-to-air broadcasting of matches, what would be the impact then on on SAPC or any other broadcaster who will be required to pay the same fee? But also the rights regime, it it, it is a business um, contract. The rights regime is a commercial agreement. That is where then uh, the authority or ICASA um, is, is found not to be regulating that because it, it, it is a commercial um, and a contractual arrangement and we do not have powers to say a match should be costing this much. Unfortunately, it's beyond our call, that one. Libra raised an issue about the, the free-to-air broadcast, Russ. We were told on this show that... Um, 
well, when it comes to football, for example, that the SABC will have to negotiate with the rights holder. But in the statement or in, in, what, in what I've read, uh, you do also raise concerns about the um, free-to-air broadcast rights and how they are shared and that they, they could be de- detrimental to free-to-air broadcasters. Is this from the feedback of the hearings from last year? Because you raise an issue about sub-licensing conditions. Yes, there's an issue on sub-licensing. Where we, ours is to make sure that there's, there's no ex- exclusivity when it comes to sport, that sports should be with a particular broadcaster alone. And, and as we are in South Africa, I mean, we've done the various um, uh, benchmarking studies. We went to the UK to say uh, English Premier League, uh, BBC, and, and, and Sky, um, how is your setup? Um, they told us that, uh, you know, especially with BBC, that we are funded fully by license fees. The public pays for license, for licenses. And in South Africa, it's a different content, uh, context altogether, Tabi. So we know that there's still there's a pattern of challenge when it comes to paying of, uh, of our licenses for the broadcast. So it's only government who's mainly a uh, main contributor for, for our public broadcast. And it might not be sufficient, but we have made strides in finding ways of how best this can be done. And this is an opportunity for the public broadcaster to say this can be done and it's also an opportunity for the um, uh, free to uh, to uh, the, the subscription to say it cannot be done. But we we are listening once more because the list now is is also reduced. The list looks into what we deem as feasible within the current state. I mean, there are meta, there are many other issues of considering of consideration, including the future of broadcasting. How is it that in the digital um, wavelength that we are in, how and how are we going to conceive or receive sports? This is the next debate that we might be engaging in in the future. But now we are still in this process. We need to look at what is feasible within the means and the rights and what does the law require of us as the authority. And finally, Councillor, how long do you expect this process to take now that we are in the second stage or the, the second draft? Ours is to, before the financial year end, which is March, to have completed everything. By the 15th, we are really relying on the public to make those submissions so that we can make a call whether they want to make presentations in form of public hearing. Mm. And from there, we'll do the analysis and present a final draft which um, our authorities council will look into. Uh, fortunately, we have also um, engaged the two ministers. It is a requirement of the, of the CASA Act that we do that. Uh, the Minister of Sports, uh, we have had engagements with them and they've made their inputs. We have also held engagements with um, the Minister of Communications and that is the requirement of the Act. And they've also made um, their contributions. So I think everyone is on board. We've been to the portfolio committee several times uh, to appraise them in terms of where we are with the process as well.
Okay, loud and clear, Councillor Palisakari. Thank you very much for coming on air and giving us an update. And we'll get the message out there that people can make their submissions until the 15th of December, right? Yes, it's the 15th of December. Just a short one. Yes. Also, we would like to congratulate the new board of Sadcock mm-hmm. and also send condolence, condolences to uh, late advocate uh, Silas Nganunu, the former Saru president um, who passed on uh, later this week. Uh, thank yes. you very much for the opportunity. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, true giant has fallen in Oprasai uh, Silas Nganunu. Thank you for that, Councillor Palisakadi. Thank you. Chairperson of the Sports Broadcasting Services Regulations. And we did hear also last week from uh, the former Saru president, Mr. Brian Van Royen, on the passing of the first black African president of South African rugby, uh, Utatusai Lasenkanunu, last year. I mean, uh, last a few days ago, actually.